0: <laughs> hey, hello. It's us again. It's the Junior Funners. We've come back. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, we'll, we'll catch up, uh, on what we've been up to. But, uh, yeah, it's been so long. You probably forgot what this podcast is about. So, uh, it's, it's Junior Funners. It's the Arsenal podcast. Um, it's not officially, uh, affiliated with the football club in any way yet. Hint hint of uh, you know yeah. Stan Cronker if you're out there. Yes, Stan. Um sign us yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> He's a big podcast guy. Um but uh, no, we're we're the, the junior funners podcast, we talk about Arsenal, the football club. Um really we just talk about them for a little bit at the start of the podcast and then we talk about uh whatever else because we are two white guys. Yep. and that is what uh, is what we do. We start a podcast to talk about bullshit. Uh, I'm I'm Ollie. Uh, I'm I'm one of the junior funners. And uh the fella at the other end of the Google Hangout there is Lawrence.
1: Party on Audi. Party Party on uh fans and listeners. That's my new yeah, thing to say. Fans
0: and listeners. <laughs> um so this is yeah, this is a new venture for us. We're a little we've sort of jumped on this a little slower than everyone else, I think. Um we're recording remotely for the first time ever. So apologies if things are a bit bumpy um we're uh, again doing this for the first time ever so um yeah we uh, as as most uh podcasters have uh, had to uh contend with since the start of the uh coronavirus um we can't record in the fun shack anymore normally we record in the uh the fun shack yeah um,
1: the fun shack is now the food shack now It's the, fu- the supplies shack the uh freshens shack
0: you gotta yeah you gotta say stockpiled
1: um Stop you know shack. when the second waves come in
0: yeah 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 Stop, you may find yourself living in a stockpile shack uh bit of david burn there um so yeah normally we'd be recording there it's a like a, a shed in lawrence's garden um but uh yeah not until further notice um so yeah we were recording there we took a fairly lengthy hiatus of about uh what what like four months yeah yeah. um so uh yeah i think we last recorded in february we were excited about the release of the sonic movie um as of yet it's one of uh i think as per the academy rules it's uh one of the few films that's actually eligible for best picture at next year's oscars so
1: i hope so uh
0: so yeah, we'll we're fingers crossed for uh, for all of that uh, redesigning of uh, of Sonic. Hopefully, it was worth it. Um, so yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, just to to evoke being out in uh, in the, the fun shack, I am ha- here with the window open, so you might get some ambient bird sounds. Um, it's quite pleasant, I find, it's quite relaxing. Uh, I know some people listen to podcasts to go to sleep, um, so. Please don't fall asleep wireless. Actually, no, the, d- the download numbers aren't affected. Fall asleep all you want. I don't care. Um, I suppose, that, yeah, the main thing I've been doing, um, been sort of going between playing the Nintendo Switch, been playing Animal Crossing, and uh, they just released the Isle of Armor uh, expansion for Pokemon Shields. So I've been playing that as well. And I also finally bit the bullet and downloaded Football Manager mm-hmm. uh, for the first time since I was maybe 15 or 16. So I've been playing Football Manager for the first time in about fifteen years, um, man, oh man, that is that is a real uh, time suck. But it's it's very It can be very satisfying. Um, probably talk more about that later. But while we're Lawrence, while we're catching up uh, about lockdown uh, shenanigans, how have you been passing the time?
1: Uh, well, um, thing is with me because I'm a layabout, anyways. Not a whole lot personally is different. I mean, maybe haven't seen That's like nice way to be. Well, I haven't received. Really I haven't been like walking the dogs so much because uh, they've been they've not been here so regularly. But it's usually I just been I've been trying to like be more trying to do m- music stuff. But I mean, still in the writing thinking process, not a recording so far. But uh, yeah,
0: yeah, that's and, cool. Uh, uh, how are how are the dogs? Are they were they clapping for the NHS?
1: Well, I hope so. I mean. I mean, the dogs, I don't think yeah. they can quite clap. They haven't really evolved that far. But, um,
0: it's disgusting. I, why do they hate our essential workers?
1: I don't why know. why I thought, are they
0: so biased against nurses?
1: I, I don't know. I think the problem with dogs, you can't really hold them to our stand. I mean, or can you? I mean, like, you know. Why, they, why they, not? Why, they, why not? I mean, because they're dogs and, you know, they're better than <laughs> us. And, it's, you know.
0: Do you like this this new character I'm doing? Just like yeah. like, a, like shithead contrarian. Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: just yeah,
0: <laughs> trying to trying to do like gotcha stuff on the like. That's the just, most that's, just shit. that's just everyone. Why don't your dogs like the NHS?
1: <laughs> Wait, that's everyone online these days. Everyone on online a yeah. contrarian.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, we'll we'll probably get into that later. We haven't, you know, we've got we, a <laughs> we haven't even begun to talk about all the statues and everything else. Mm. So that's that's going to be fun. Um, but yeah, we should probably get into our first feature of the show. Um, cause it's, uh, I mean, the reason that we've started recording again is that football is back.
1: Yeah. Um, all right.
0: it's yeah, finally. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we've actually got stuff that, that was the other reason that we, we didn't really, um, record any episodes during the lockdown is because ostensibly as a football podcast. There wasn't really anything going on for us to talk about. Again, we could have just, uh, you know, bullshitted and talked about jacking off or whatever. But then, what? There'd be nothing to separate us from literally thousands of other podcasts. So um, we, uh, yeah, we wanted we wanted to maintain that, to
1: maintain that high ceiling
0: of quality that you've come to expect from us.
1: Yeah, you want? I want to maintain my dignity, and uh, you know, it's like, it's like I don't want to go into too much detail about my, my, my personal life, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a very private thing.
0: Yeah. You know, you're entitled to a private life. Uh, well, it's, it, you know, TMZ uh, and, and everyone, uh, Amazon and Amazon, uh, everybody, uh, world star.
1: Yeah. Not until like Amazon and everybody and Facebook are monitoring me every day. Like, yeah.
0: I mean, that's kind of the trade-off we've made, isn't it? Yeah. With the, just the convenience of everything. Um, yeah, you know, it's really handy having a, a, a an Amazon Echo but uh yeah you do it's so convenient in fact that you do kind of forget rather quickly that it is uh, listening to everything yeah. that you do um so yeah we let's um let's let's talk about some Arsenal news shall we and here's the jingle for Arsenal news the Arsenal news jingle, just as you remember it, listeners, um, blow the, we'll blow the, blow the dust off of all the jingles as we, uh, as we go along and, uh, it'll be like, nothing's changed. Um, except everything has changed. Hasn't it Lawrence?
1: Uh, yeah, basically everything, everything has changed. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Um, my life has drastically changed and, so has everyone's changed? Change is, change can be good. Yeah, but I mean, also change can be bad.
0: I mean, yeah, you, uh, you, you moved all of your offshore accounts, didn't you? I won't say where you've moved them to because obviously the tax man's probably going to listen. But
1: well, they're, they're now just on a boat. Know, let's just say you're, just on a boat somewhere. No one's on it. it just, it's just it's just. Oh, so it's in international boat. waters. It's in, it's in the international waters. And uh, Uh, it's just a sign that says, please don't not touch, please, thanks, from from me, X. Yeah, so that'll... XD. I (laughs) I think that it, it gives a little more of a human quality when you put like a little, a funny little... Pirates... XD.
0: Yeah. Pirates were strong, uh, respond uh, more strongly if you if you put please and thank you and like a little emoji. That's what that's what uh, Captain Phillips should have done in that movie. That's what Tom Hanks should have done in, in the Captain Phillips. If he just said, if he just said to the pirates like ooh, uh or something like that, yeah. then, ooh, then maybe they would have come left on him alone. my ship,
1: please, Captain.
0: Uh... <laughs> please, please, yeah, plz, please do not come on my ship, please. The pirates are all like "raar." And he was all like, uh, oh, no Zong, thanks,
1: Zong. thanks, bye. Zong, he said, like it was 2008 and he was in, a, in the seed, seed, uh, yeah, seed. Anyway. Um, this is not
0: Arsenal News.
1: Arsenal
0: News. Yeah. Um, so, we are, at the time of recording, uh we've played four matches, so it's three league matches and one cup. Um And it's, Kind of fifty-fifty, isn't it, yeah. in terms of how it's gone? Well, two wins, two losses. I want uh, and boy, what losses they were!
1: I want to try and be the uh, Bill Mitchell of Arsenal, and uh, and say that um, let's try and let's try and spin it into a positive. It's very difficult, but um, if you look at, uh, say, the yeah. the, uh, the second half of the season, we're, we're we're seventh, so we're not doing too badly considering. <laughs> considering... Uh, yeah, uh,
0: I mean, in the actual table for the whole season, we're 10th. Uh, yeah, so. but
1: we're doing better than the first half of the season where we were finished at, uh, 11th, I guess the first 19 games. Right. So this second 19 games, and yeah. we are 7th. And Southampton are behind us on 8th. If you go just by second half, first half, second half table, uh, yeah, right. So we're not doing the worst, but whenever Arsenal lose and it's always yeah. comically, so uh yeah, everyone we've got to stop listening to yeah. the to the trolls, the, the 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 bad actors, the bad faith people. All the, the all world. the haters
0: and losers. Yeah. Um yeah, we've got to block them out. Uh so yeah, first match back. Um I mean realistically, I don't think anyone expected us to get a, a result we man city away nah. um given the form that we were in just prior to lockdown and the form that city were in, even though you know they're not going to win the title this season, they're still uh just quantum leaps ahead of mm. us in terms of quality yeah. um but to lose in the manner that we did uh was just oh uh, man.
1: Yeah, it was. It was tough. It was tough. That's what happens when you. Uh, it was, yeah. Spend eight million on David Louise and um, you know, every, yeah. everyone was saying, he, yeah, he's so, agent um, David Louise and uh, we, and he actually is uh, agent David Louise and it's great.
0: Yeah, he's uh, the 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 saboteur. Um, he's uh, yeah. So, for anyone that didn't watch the match or doesn't remember, um, I think we. We were doing just about okay. Um for about forty minutes or so, weren't we? Yeah, we got almost to half time at nil-nil. Yeah. Which um was pretty good going, I thought. Um, but we've been pretty unlucky with two injuries. Like within the first ten minutes, Granite Xhaka had to go off uh, injured. And then um swiftly followed by uh recent signing Pablo Mari. Yeah. Um who, uh, yeah, he's now signed a long-term deal to stay for, what is it, four years or something? Hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, he won't be playing for a while because he, like, fucked his ankle up or something. And uh, enter Agent Louise um, comes on and more or less immediately, um, <laughs> just... Uh, it, you know, attempts to stop a a, a very routine ball Kevin De um, from entering the penalty ball. area. Yeah, for
1: yeah, and um,
0: he tries to stop it with his cock. just basically, yeah, he sort of opens his body up and like opens, it, like tries to stop it with like the inside of his thigh. I think is what he was trying to do. I think he was trying to sort of control it with like the inside of his thigh or like the inside of his knee. Um. But yeah what actually happens is that the ball rolls up his body uh, off of his uh, dick and balls and just flies over the <laughs> flies over him um and just plays through uh Raheem Sterling who uh had been kind of I, I think he had probably the best of City's chances up to that point and um for as good as Burn Leno had been up to that point there's no way that you uh, you can't allow someone as of sterling's quality that kind of time and space to uh to yeah. take a shot and the inevitable happened um so we went one nil down
1: yeah it's great uh
0: yeah to, do you
1: what what can i what's my take i mean
0: did you did you i mean did you see like the highlights yeah, afterwards? The did highlights, you actually see what yeah, happened
1: yeah yeah um and it's like at this point it's like what do you expect uh
0: yeah i mean he wasn't in the starting lineup i yeah, mean that says, says it all, really. that says a lot like he you know he wasn't yeah, I mean, he wasn't the first choice to start against Man City. Um, and, uh, yeah, that that lack of faith was completely uh, repaid. Um, and then we get to the second half, and I think less than 10 minutes into the second half, um, David does what David do best, uh, gives away a ridiculously avoidable penalty, uh, and gets himself sent off. Um, just a completely unnecessary like the contact that he makes it if he needs to make the foul I mean if he absolutely if he's just committed to making you know to taking one for the team or whatever he had time to do it outside of the area like he grabs on to to Riyad Mahrez in if you watch the replays and like just keeps a hold of him all the way into the penalty area so that Mahrez can go down and get the penalty area and there's just nothing that can be done like it's it's a penalty and he has to be sent off
1: unless he thought they'll, they'll call it back and not call it a pen unless he thought like oh the referee's not gonna call it a pen because i started putting him outside of the box or anyway. yeah i mean
0: that's that's uh <laughs> that's plausible i i i would believe he could be that dumb uh to think that that you know that, that could happen
1: uh but the, the the important thing is is uh he uh signed a contract and then he got injured <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, so luckily for us, uh, we've got another full year of, uh, of, <laughs> of uh, yeah, Agent David Luiz uh, in an Arsenal shirt. I mean, it won't be boring, I guess, but uh, I don't know. We're perfectly capable, as we uh, proved uh, in the following match. So the the, the City match ended up 3-0, you know, like obviously they scored the penalty that Louise gave away and then we let another one in late on and uh, yeah, 3-0. So we um, followed that up with uh, a match away to Brighton, um, who we lost to at home earlier in the season. So my hopes weren't high going into it anyway um, because our you know our home form is pretty much all we've got, um, and even that has been dodgy uh, this season. So losing it to them at home meant that yeah, going uh, away to to the Amex uh, to play them, I, I wasn't I wasn't filled with hope. Um, but lo and behold, we go one nil up. Um, mm-hmm. Great goal from uh, the big flop himself. Nick oh yeah, Nicholas Pepe.
1: Pepe. Oh yeah. Oh, what's He's it, on. Uh, well, at the time he's got five goals now, but that was his fourth. What is it? Five or six goals he's got now for Arsenal.
0: It's hard to keep track, you know. He's banging them in uh, left and right. So I mean, that sounded sarcastic, but he is actually scoring quite a lot of goals now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and and I mean, what a goal. I mean, it was a r- ridiculous goal to sort of just uh, lob the keeper from that angle and that far out. It was just, uh, yeah, yeah watching, brilliantly taking yeah. goal. Fantastic finish.
1: I'm really watching it on my phone now. And yeah, it's, yeah, nice little... Side foot curler into the top corner, lovely goal. But uh, usual as usual with Arsenal, it gets taken advantage. It gets uh, scuppered by uh, poor defending at corners and the likes.
0: Yeah, so I think yeah he was smart to take advantage of the fact that the the keeper probably had the sun in his eyes as well because Matt Ryan had been had been uh, pretty consistent at keeping everything out up to that point. He'd been he'd been playing well uh, the Brighton keeper. But uh, yeah, like you said, all it took was a simple corner, um, for us to not deal with again, David Louise, nowhere in sight. We were perfectly capable of fucking us up even without him. Um, so yeah, one, all, um, plenty to play for, you know, with the talent we had on the field, shouldn't be a problem to outscore Brighton who have struggled for a consistent goal threat, shall we say? Um,
1: it was just. And then uh, uh, well, I suppose, yeah. An easy Le- sort Le- of dummy, dummy sort of pass, and then Morpay, who was a complete, see you next Tuesday, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, no one, we don't like him, yeah, and uh, he, uh, it was a sort of trick, a uh, dummy through his legs too, and it was a flick to Morpay and beat our defenders and just had to chip it over the goalkeeper. Yeah, it's great stuff. Arsenal. We made it very, very easy. Cocked it up again. Uh, it, yeah, yeah, you know, and that was that was it. That was uh, that online that spurred on banter FC and yeah, people just when it comes yeah. to Arsenal, it's like uh, you know putting meat in front of a dog. Yeah,
0: flies on shit. Um, it's uh, <laughs> it's just yeah to uh, to go from a winning position. Um against a team like Brighton, who in theory uh we should be able to beat every week um yeah. without breaking a sweat. Uh yeah, we lost it literally in the ninety-fifth minute. Uh and as as you mentioned, it was, you know, the the insult to injury of it all was that uh, Neil Molpe uh got the goal, having uh very seriously injuring uh our goalkeeper earlier in the match. Um and uh, I, I mean, luckily, you know, hindsight. Now we know that luckily the injury is not as serious as it might have been. Thank God. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he had to he had to stretch it off, and uh, had to have his leg in the in the the splint thing there. And it, it yeah, it looked like it could have been, uh, really bad. <laughs> it looked like yeah, that that could have been him potentially career over. Um. And I, you know, I. The amount of intent in the challenge that he makes yeah it, it it's unfortunate the way Leno lands and whatever, but yeah, um then the fact that he scores the winner, and then at the end, when um Gwen uh sort of nudges into him and he falls down like he's been shot, then it's just like, yeah. oh man, you really are a fucking prick it's like, it, like just it's yeah. like
1: uh Diego Costa left the Premier League and sort of like nature as they say nature, a pause, a vacuum or something. And so the, the, one another one comes along, yes. Neil Morpe.
0: Time, yeah, time is a flat circle. Yeah. Uh, and now we've got another another uh, uh, cunty striker um, that will, yeah, pretend to be injured, try and get players sent off, um, make uh, sort of uh, over-the-top tackles and just, yeah, generally act like a prick. Um so yeah, like I said, that that one was particularly hard to take on top of everything else. Um so yeah. Coming back from the lockdown, uh, we are 0 for two. Uh two uh two matches, two losses, two away matches as well. We have, we weirdly we yeah, we've played four matches since we've been back and have yet to play at home. Um just funny how these things work out. But yeah, so the next match, um, we got play away at Southampton and um I mean, again, not super confident about going into that match. Um, Danny Ings has uh, very much seems to have continued his form pre-locked out unlike, because a lot of players I think have sort of struggled to maintain the the high levels of performance that they maybe yeah. were at in uh, back in February and, and early March. But um, Danny Ings seems to have picked up right where he left off and I mean, I'm happy for him. Given that so much of his career he struggled with long-term injuries and stuff, it's nice to see him have more or less an entire season uh, where he's been able to play the whole time and show everybody how good he is. So that's a bit of a feel-good story this season. But yeah, coming up against him, I was not feeling particularly confident given how poorly we'd been defending against just basic, basic stuff in the first two matches. Um, So yeah, we go go to St. Mary's and... um, well, Lawrence, wouldn't you know it? We we go and win the darn thing. Amazing. Um, Incredible.
1: Yeah. We found our level. And we kept a clean sheet. Yeah.
0: Yeah, all we could do is play, uh, yeah, Saints who have just avoided relegation. Um, you know, having having lost 9-0 to Leicester earlier in the season. Um, again, that feels so long ago, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I remember it very vividly, but it it, it feels like that was... Seasons ago, at this point, yeah, um, when they it's, lost nine nine nil at home to Leicester, I mean, wow. I
1: mean, to go back to uh, Danny Ings, I mean, he's keeping my uh, fantasy team afloat. I
0: think he is for a lot of people, to be honest. I, I, I didn't put him back in at first because I was, again, given his track record with injuries, I thought, you know, it was just going to be a case that he'd, he'd come back, and it would have been too much of a gap um, between, you know, uh, between. Picking the season up and where it stopped with the lockdown, he wouldn't have been able to keep himself fit enough, and he was probably going to get injured. But um, yeah, I mean he's 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 smashing it. I mean he's he's closing in on Vardy for the Golden Boot at the moment, isn't he? Which is um, yeah, I think amazing. He's
1: one goal, I think. I think he's one goal behind him. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean that's nuts that we're at the point where you know we are in- it's- we're a few matches we're a few matches from the end of the season, and like the top two contenders for the Golden Boot are like two English strikers that are, but I mean, I, they're both in their thirties, right? I mean, that's,
1: I think so. I'm, I, I believe yeah. I'm going to quick. I'm just,
0: I mean, I know Vardy is, I'm just going to check to see about um, Danny Ings, but um,
1: yeah, 27. Yeah. He's so right. he's got a few years on him.
0: Oh, okay. Wow. He looks a lot older. Um, start, start. Okay. Well, yeah, that's yeah.
1: Remember Should get you- the England call up then. Yeah, he should do. He should do. Uh, it's a shame that Jamie Vardy uh, decided he didn't want to play for England and stuff.
0: Yeah, I think his his pace uh, just yeah gives gives another option up front. But then I don't know. We're at we're at a point with this England squad. where We've got a lot of um, very exciting young players going yeah. through. I mean, it, you know, it, it it won't be long before we've got a a Jamie Vardy type, and the way. The way the the game is advancing on a technical level, um, it won't be long before we've got you know a Jamie Vardy type that is also capable of doing something else. You know what I mean? Like you know, mm. you think like even within like the last ten years, defenders, for example, like you can't just have like the kind of uh like the the Tony Pulis method of just having a bunch of six foot plus um players at the back that can't run very fast or whatever, like all defenders now have to be able to, uh, they have to be able to run, they have to be able to play the ball, they all have to be able to like, you know, play attacking balls and shit. Uh, That just, you know, that wasn't the case maybe, yeah, 10 years ago. So, the way the game's evolving, um, we'll look back on it and probably think like, oh yeah, Jamie Vardy, Um, but now we've got whoever, you know, uh, fucking, what's his name, Dwight McNeil or whatever. Um,
1: Eddie Eddie uh, hopefully one day
0: Eddie and Ketia maybe yeah i mean yeah he, a, he obviously had a very good game in the Sam- to match he um <laughs> took full advantage of um a bit of uh a bit of insane goalkeeping frankly um from which of their goalkeepers was it was it, was Ian it McCarthy? McCarthy
1: yeah McCarthy
0: yeah um you got a feel for him i mean it, you know could happen to anyone i guess but uh yeah i mean yeah and also you know it's not just the fact that he closed, he closed the keeper down, and uh, stopped him from taking the, the the kick properly. You know, he had to, he had to take his shot, he had to finish it off, and and actually get it in the net, which he did. Um, so it's good to see him score. And then it looked like we'd just be hanging on for the rest of the match. Um, yeah, it's almost. As I as if, like, was fully prepared.
1: It feels like Arteta has maybe decided that we should, because we got so much pace, maybe just become a counter team, not a. Like Wenger balls, like to keep the possession, high possession passing. It it just feels like. I think
0: that that, yeah. I think that's his plan short term, just in terms of being able to manage games and keep, yeah, keep, just see the games out. Because that probably is his plan for
1: now. I think we had only, I think Sarah Hanton had like over 70% in that second half. I checked.
0: Yeah, it was ridiculous. We were just, we were just set up up with like five at the back or something. Yeah. I think he's going to go
1: for that. Like Sheffield United kind of model, I think he may have
0: Yeah. Uh which is interesting because it will come onto that in a minute, obviously. The next the next match uh was was against them. Um but yeah, that kind of Chris Wilder method of um having pacey players up front, but not necessarily using them uh for large parts of the match. Kind of a um uh quality over quantity style of possession. Cause it's like, it's uh, uh, like possession football.
1: It's, it almost feels like just have as many. We still have numbers out wide, with, but it's like a 3 4 3, whatever. So you still got uh, Saka and Aubameyang and Pepe and mm. Bellerin. But then you've got, I suppose, he wants maybe he's just like, have an extra defender. It feels like in football now, like especially in the Premier League where everyone's got a press now, like Alan Churro likes it when uh, defenders get tight, and you, you can't really do that yeah. with a back four. You can't really do it with a back four in many ways because you just leave one, one defender if one defender has to go press. You, so rather than have a back three, yeah. so you've got at least two players that can still be there in case the first yeah. defender gets beat.
0: Yeah, to kind of clean up.
1: Yeah, yeah I think... Uh, Ates decided not to press, and maybe just play deep and counter. Now it just seems like from the last few games I've seen, that seems to what what he's been doing now. I think yeah, like we, I said, I think
0: for the- for the rest of this season that will probably be the system. Because
1: I think in during that Brighton game we were trying to keep the ball, but we just couldn't just couldn't do anything. Trying to keep the ball, just-
0: yeah, that uh, Basuma that use Basuma was just uh, just too good like like when we were trying to keep the ball he was just uh just couldn't handle him he was just everywhere in terms of like breaking up the play uh like leaning into players making tackles um yeah he just stopped any kind of real flow being established um by us so that was really uh (laughs) frustrating to watch but yeah yeah i think um I think you're right. Yeah, for, for for the rest of this season, I reckon it is going to be that kind of um, that kind of setup with a more or less a like a yeah a, a back five happy to just sit in and absorb the pressure, and then um, use the pace that we've got further up the field to yeah. kind of be. I guess the the question is like, we've just got to be more clinical and actually take the chances yeah. that we get because there seems to be a bit of a lack of that at the moment. But yeah, we uh, yeah, and then we we got another goal kind of late on in the match because um, it, was it Jack Stevens one of their players got sent off yeah. and gave away a free kick uh, and then Lacazette uh, blasted the resulting free kick straight into the wall um, and then his rebound he managed to get his shot under the wall but it sort of ricocheted back out to and fell to Joe Willick, Joe Willick. who uh, yeah who uh, took his took his shot very well and put it past keeper um, so, yeah, two uh, two goals for two of the kind of young academy prospects for Arsenal. That's very encouraging, um, because we may have to rely on them a lot more heavily next season. Because I doubt we're going to have much room to manoeuvre transfer wise. It seems like financially, uh, without getting into Europe, we're going to be fucked.
1: Yeah. Well, if we can, if we, if we're still in the FA Cup. If we could win that, that would be nice. I mean, in our worst season, still win the FA Cup yeah. would be quite funny. But
0: Yeah, I was talking to someone about this. Like the fact that we like the FA Cup seems to have been the only competition that we've consistently done well in. Yeah. Um even throughout like the kind of like the fallow kind of Wenger years and stuff. Um so you know that that was that brings us on to our next match um the uh yeah the, the Sheffield united match this this past weekend um that was the the quarterfinal and we ended up winning and so we're through to the semi finals against man city but I'm not necessarily that worried about it because of like the the weird good fortune we seem to have in the f a cup even though it's man city and even though it's wembley um I'm still like, yeah. The FA Cup has kind of been weirdly good to us, so it wouldn't shock me if we go all the way and win it, and then finish ninth in the league.
1: Yeah, it's like, I mean, I was watching the uh, Chelsea Man City game, and Chelsea just like they did classic Chelsea just sit deep and then get the ball and run yeah. down the other end. That's what I was just like, uh, if if Arteta's going with that yeah. strategy now, maybe it will work for us. Hope, yeah, but. Yeah. To be be fair, we Chelsea have slightly better players in some positions. In order to do that, I mean,
0: (laughs) yeah, well they offloaded one of them on us, didn't they? Yeah.
1: (laughs) But luckily, he's got injured. Their main
0: their main liability. So, but anyway, the Sheffield United match. um, We yeah. Uh, Again, Nicholas Pepe scored a penalty, um, which you know, well taken penalty uh, against
1: a pub team. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean never mind that never mind that Sheffield United are pushing for Europe and are currently higher in the table than um, um Are they higher than United at the moment? Or are they no, still they might just be just below them, aren't they?
1: I think I think Wolves and then United and Sheffield United, I think.
0: Yeah, so again, given that we'd already lost uh to to Sheffield United this season, wasn't looking forward to to going there. Um even though it was the FA Cup, I was still just like, okay, well, we've on the whole we've been pretty crap since the lockdown, uh, since the you know Lovely. the uh, end of the lockdown. But um,
1: yeah, Sheffield. Are, yeah, we we Sheffield United are ninth. So just oh, one okay. point, one point uh, in front of Arsenal. So Sheffield, then right. Burnley, Spurs, United, Wolves, Chelsea, Leicester City, Liverpool. Blah, blah, blah. I
0: keep forgetting United are up to like sixth now, aren't they? Um, yeah
1: Yeah but the, Hopefully that Wolves doesn't. are uh, Three points ahead of him But yeah Yes uh, Bruno yeah, Fernandes I mean, Bruno Fernandes Has uh, set the Liga on fire He's He's the real deal That Bruno He's Fernandez. Uh,
0: From what From what I understand From our uh, Man United correspondent uh, Dr. Mark Goldbridge uh, He's the best uh, Midfielder in the Premiership since Cristiano Ronaldo Yeah uh, From I from can what see I that.
1: I can see that. So um He's the yeah. he's the Portuguese Ronaldo, that they would say, right? He's the-
0: <laughs> Exactly, yeah. He's uh yeah, he's the Portuguese Ronaldo. Um but yeah, he um uh the Sheffield United match, uh good result. Two one. We it looked like again, similar to the Saints match, it looked like we were gonna be just holding on to the very end at one nil. Um
1: Klasnicz. Defended yep.
0: Yeah, apart from that one mistake from Kalazanac, we defended pretty well throughout the match. Um, I mean, I've Miliano thought- Martinez looks like a decent goalkeeper. I mean, it, I knew he was a decent goalkeeper from his uh, Europa League performances earlier yeah. in the season. He is, he is, he a, is- a, a very capable goalkeeper.
1: Yeah, it's just it's it's become a bit kind of um, like Sheffield United has just become like Stoke. Like a number of highlights in the highlights, just throw-ins. All their chances were just from long yeah. throw-ins. <laughs>
0: so i i i will defend them uh i think they do play a bit better yeah. they're, they're a bit more entertaining they got a bit more stoke.
1: better passing movement but just all the highlights was just another long throw another long throw. Just, yeah i mean if it works yeah, it, it works lot, but, yeah it was just yeah. like ugh, the new stoke ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> yeah so um yeah kolasinac uh just made the inexplicable decision to. Uh, I mean, you know, it's one of those things where you kick the ball anywhere but there. You know, he kicked it against. Uh, who did, he, did he kick it against Holding or someone? Yeah, he
1: kicked the, it yeah.
0: against. you kicked it against one of the Arsenal defenders. It was a very sort and of. And it fell to.
1: Very sort of, uh, sort of, I call sort of championship goal, where it's just loose ball in the box, yeah. tap in, goal. <laughs> That's Definitely, yeah. Goal.
0: Yes, it was just sort of pinged <laughs> and just sort of pings about, and then yeah, you're not quite sure where it is until until one of the players sort of runs off in celebration, and you're like, "Oh shit, it's a goal!" Um, yeah, Kalasenoch made it, made a boo boo, um, and uh, yeah, they like Sheffield United finally got their equalizer because they'd been sort of banging on the door all match since we scored the penalty and it looked like, yeah, we were heading for extra time and penalties. And then, um, Danny Ceballos came up with the goods.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my favorite. From yeah.
0: The field. I, yeah. I, I like Danny Ceballos. I, I, I know he's, he's extended his loan, isn't he? Yeah. Um, it, it would be nice if we could sign him. I, I, yeah. I, it's I just feel like, like Real Madrid, I just, like him.
1: Real Madrid being Real Madrid it's like, no, yeah, you didn't have him on loan. You, yeah even if he was at real madrid yeah. they would never pick play him so like-
0: i was going to say yeah even if he was at real madrid it's like yeah no we're not going to do anything with him but uh, uh no you can't have him so- or you know you can have him for 60 million euros yeah it's just, you know it's like as good as he is he's not worth anywhere near that much um so yeah we we got the result and it you know again you know our, our fa cup uh <laughs> our fa cup success kind of goes on um So, I mean, yeah, hopefully we can round this season out with something good in terms, you know, in in the form of winning the FA Cup. I don't think we're going to make... We're not going to make Europe in the league, I don't think. Um, It would require... it. Just thinking about, like, the the number of teams that would be required to fuck up in order for us to to move up the table far enough, it just... uh, Even if... Like Man United, uh, even if Man City's um, European ban is upheld, uh, and it you know leaves that extra extra space open, I still and I hate, you know I don't want to be a negative Nancy, but yeah, I still just don't see it happening for us. So if we can win the FA Cup and get into Europe that way, um, that would be perfect.
1: Yeah, it would be it would be top banter, as they say.
0: It would be absolute banter. Um. So yeah, and then I suppose uh, in terms of other football news, uh, the other thing we've got to talk about is Liverpool finally won the damn thing. Yeah. Um, kept us waiting long <laughs> enough. I mean, you know, the coronavirus isn't their fault necessarily, but um, uh, <laughs> yeah, they probably should have had this thing wrapped up back in March. But uh, but yeah. So uh, congratulations to them. Um, I I like Jurgen Klopp a lot as a manager. Um, it's good to see him kind of finally getting yeah. like the 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 payoff to everything he's been building over the last few seasons with them um and they could conceivably go on to get more you know they, I mean there's so many records that they could end up breaking by the end of the season that it's kind of insane like you know they they could end up with 107 points or something ridiculous um and you know it doesn't seem that unlikely um that they'll that they'll do it. i mean it doesn't seem that unlikely that they'll break the 100 points record that city set um but yeah i mean who knows how far they'll go they've been lucky without you know they've been lucky not to get too many uh, major injuries to kind of key players this season but that's what that's the kind of luck you need to win titles i guess you know
1: yeah um yeah I mean, thirty years. I mean, that's like my lifetime almost. Uh, yeah,
0: it is. It is. It is my lifetime. It's my that's, literal that's, lifetime. That's my yeah, lifetime.
1: and uh, um, yeah. Well done, Liverpool. Yeah, Quite fine. Good, good job. Good job. Um, um, Liverpool. It's we, in, in the north not- of England, uh, according to it- Wikipedia. Liverpool was a former uh, heavily industrial, uh trading route to the ah. Uh, anyway, yeah,
0: no, we'll we'll save that for the Patreon. Uh, we'll do a bonus episode, but we do a, a deep dive on Liverpool, uh, not the football club, just the just the city. Um, it says here that that's uh, it's where the the Beatles are from. Who? Wow,
1: the Beatles. Uh, the Beatles. The beat B- um, Never heard of them. Are they, are they a new yeah. band? Are they like some young Enemy? Yeah, they're
0: like Tame Impala. Oh,
1: really? Um,
0: yeah, like, that's funny because like- the the guy from Tame Impala sounds like John Lennon, doesn't he? So that's that's oh, a yeah. that's a good inside joke for uh, all of our Impala heads out there. Um, is that is is? I mean, obviously, we're never going to cover everything in terms of the like the football news that's been going on but is that all the the kind of key stuff we've covered you know David Luiz signed a new contract all of our players that we had on loan have sort of signed extensions um to to stay on uh liverpool won the league uh bournemouth probably getting relegated unfortunately yeah um yeah so i've been a crazy a shame
1: for, bournemouth. for for bournemouth i mean sorry not oh, liverpool bournemouth yes yeah, yeah. um It is the largest city in the UK with a population of... Oh, sorry. uh, uh, (laughs) Oh, you're talking about Bournemouth there, yeah. Uh, Liverpool, yeah. uh, 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 Well...
0: Well, people say Bournemouth is the Liverpool of the South, so...
1: I mean, I can understand that, I guess, but... Yeah. I mean, what about pool? I mean, Liverpool... I mean,
0: that's true. It's a lot of the same letters. You got,
1: um, got, got at least yeah. four in there.
0: Yeah, just right off the bat. Um, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, is, is there any more football news we need to get? Go- I mean, you know, um, bear in mind this is a podcast, so it's not exactly going to be news by the time people hear it, but have we kind of caught up on everything there?
1: Breaking news uh, Man City agreed to sell Sane to buy Munich for 44 million.
0: Yes, I did see that. Um that's City's loss I feel like. He's a good player. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I wonder what um, happened to him this whole season. I thought is he injured or something? Or did yeah, it, or he did he he had a he, falling out with uh, or something? I don't
0: know. No, I believe was it in the uh, community shield I think he like fucked his knee up uh yeah. really bad and he had the season gone ahead as normal he would have just been out the entire season but um Clearly, with you know, with the lockdown and everything, that gave him some extra recovery time. So he's back playing for City now. Um, but I suppose this could signal the start of a mass exodus of City yeah. players if they're not going to be playing in Europe.
1: Yeah, that's what we um, were uh, saying in the previous episode. Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I've seen weird sort of rumors about Kevin De Bruyne and Newcastle because supposed takeover at Newcastle. <laughs> I don't know if that was a joke. It may have been a joke, but I was like Kevin De Bruyne oh, to Newcastle. Man, that,
0: that would be so if he, like, at this stage of his career, at his age, if he just gave up entirely, if he just went, if he went full Michael Owen yeah. and he was just like, "No, just give me the money, just give me the." Money. No, <laughs> I've always been I a Geordie. Care.
1: I've always been a fan. I, d-
0: <laughs> I don't care about playing at the highest level or pushing myself or achieving anything. Um, just give me the money <laughs> quite- just give me all the money uh,
1: uh yeah.
0: man, that would be so good um I yeah, I really need to go for a whiz, so if we okay. take a quick break, there is one more football story that I want to talk about, but um i will we'll tease it for after the break so uh look out here's the break. <laughs> Okay, and we're back. Um, so, yes, I, I wanted to uh, to bring up one uh, other football story uh, that I felt was uh, important. Um, Lawrence, have you have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Uh, to uh, to borrow a line from uh, our good friend uh, Jay Leno, uh, Iron Robin, uh, legendary. A uh, Dutch midfielder um has uh, has announced that he's coming out of retirement, having retired last year to play for his his uh, boyhood club. Uh, I don't know how you pronounce it. Groning Groningen gro- groin injury,
1: gro- groin, gro- injury.
0: Gro- groin injury <laughs> McGroin um,
1: McGroin again. I don't know
0: McGroin gro- Groning. Um,
1: is it like like in Dutch where they say like a G is like a ch like a Groningen or something?
0: maybe that's more like Welsh. Okay. Um, but yeah, that was that was his sort of boyhood uh, club. I think that he kind of came through the academy at. Um, but yeah, he's he's returning to them at the age of thirty six. And the reason I bring this up is, um, I want to encourage all of our listeners to uh, look up the photo of. Uh, the announcement of this Um, it's, it's iron Robin holding is, you know, doing the classic thing, holding the shirt up to announce that he's rejoining the club or whatever. Um, And just take a look at his face. And um, I want to stress this. He's, he's 36 years old. Um, Lawrence, if, if you and I, you know, if we'd grown up in Holland, we could have been at school with this man. And, um, I, I asked, uh, earlier on today, I asked, uh, two friends, friends of the pod, um, Joe and Mike, who we've, we've mentioned before, um, as, as two non-sport fans, so they have no idea who Iron Robin is. Um, I, I sent them that photo with no other context and just said, how old do you think this man is? Um, and, Joe estimated at 46, definitely not younger than 40. Uh, and Mike uh, put it at early 50s, but he stressed that he looks great. Uh, he said that he looks great for his early 50s. <laughs> um, uh. And uh, when I said that, yeah, when I, I, I believe before I revealed the age, um, Joe, uh, Joe called it, he said, he's going to have the, the Robin Williams disease from uh, the movie Jack, isn't he? And uh, uh, yeah, and he basically does. I mean, that's the only explanation as to, to, to why he looks like that. Um, I mean, yeah, he, I, I, because I sent them a photo of him from when he was 19, like when he just joined Chelsea. And even then he's still like, you know, his, his hairline is pretty much all the way receded. He's got the classic, Steve McLaren style hair island on the, the front of his head um, so yeah I, I don't know I don't know what's going on with Iron Robin it feels like there's I don't know is there like a, maybe he's a portrait just, of him getting younger in an attic somewhere or, or what
1: maybe he's just like really high T alpha Chad you know as most footballers are you know
0: and that's just accelerated his yeah. the aging process for some reason
1: I mean he might he might have a real just being <laughs> he might be you know, not well endowed because of it, but but I don't know.
0: But yeah, I I why does Iron Robin look uh, like that? It I, it's it, it's mind boggling, um, and I say this as a big fat guy. Um, you know, like I the, he still, I mean, he could beat the shit out of me easily. But
1: uh, I mean, I I I to be fair, I mean, if I maybe devil's advocate here and uh, say I I know people who have gone bold, uh you know, in in their twenties and stuff and
0: it's not the going I mean, have you seen his face? Yeah, like it's uh, it's not very old It's
1: <laughs> it's it's also very shiny, but it's got that old yet very shiny, like he like he's been in uh, one of those bowling pin cleaners, but
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's been in the shino ballo, um and it's just put a bunch of wrinkles
1: in his face. I I don't it's know, just, man. Um Yeah, it is so it's, it's very uh <laughs> It's one of those things that I've known people in my, in, in my youth who were only humble brag. Yeah. No people. It, I've known people where uh, <laughs> they were like 15 or 16, but they looked about 30. It was just, I don't know, it's one of those yeah. weird things. You meet people. It, that, it, it, I don't know, it must be, it, yeah, I don't know whether it's been categorized people... scientifically.
0: Yeah, I think I, I think the closest we've got is that is is the, the the Robin Williams from the movie Jack. I think that is that's the closest we've gotten to it.
1: I think I remember. Yeah, I remember Jack. I think I cried at that film when I was younger. I
0: think the as far as I remember, yeah, the ending is really sad because it's like he graduates high school and he's just like a really old, like he's like in his eighties, like you know, he graduates high school with all of his friends and then it's just like. Yeah, they get in a, they get in a car um, and drive off with this incredibly old man, and it's just like, oh, so yeah, he probably probably died right after that. Um, yeah, yeah, that film is uh, it's really it, it, weirdly kind of um, big concepts to try and cram into a like a what is ostensibly supposed to be like a fun kids fantasy movie. It's you know it kind of, the, the whole kind of second yeah. half of the film is just about like mor- mortality.
1: Yeah, we we were we were we were tougher than today's generation mm. snowflake. Am I right?
0: Yeah, you you uh, you millennials with your uh, I did I saw one of those awful um like uh, boomer cartoons earlier where it was uh, like a a millennial being hooked up to an IV by a nurse and the millennials on their phone they're all like oh can't you do it wirelessly and uh, it uh, just says everything doesn't it about you know yeah today that,
1: uh, cursed boomer images on twitter that's a good account
0: that, yeah if you want to make yourself really angry that is that is a good account <laughs> um were we I, i'm just trying to think did we were we recording when um when we last, for the last episode, d- had Kobe Bryant died yet? Did we talk about that?
1: Um, I don't, I think he may have, and I may be, oh, I'm going have to check.
0: But I, I just can't, uh, yeah, I don't, off the top of my head, I don't remember. I, I, just, yeah, I just thought we should probably touch it as, seeing as you're a basketball guy.
1: Yeah, 21st uh, of Feb is the last time we had an episode out. So. Last time we dropped. When
0: did uh, when did he die?
1: I am looking twenty sixth of January. So yeah.
0: Okay, so we would have talked about it. Yeah,
1: I don't. I don't. I may okay, have just. So- I may have just forgotten to bring it up. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. I, I just wanted to be like, I'll grieve in private, like mm. not online, because you know you don't want some asshole like. Oh, do, do, do What about that thing that happened? And it's just like you know I. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's a weird thing that's kind of cropped up with uh with kind of online culture um where it, I mean it, and it's not just you know it's not just exclusive to, to this obviously but like if you uh talk about a celebrity that's died or whatever um someone will someone will inevitably uh correct you on uh being sad about it and uh, tell you the correct thing to be sad about instead. I mean, I remember because I I remember like the, the best example is when Amy Winehouse uh, died. I think it was the same day as um, uh, the the Anders Breivik attacks. Um, And I'm pretty sure we've talked about this in a previous episode, but yeah, it was like, I just remember like there was like a civil war on Facebook for like that whole day between people that were like, R.I.P. Amy Winehouse and everyone else that was like, "Why are you talking about Amy Winehouse? She was a drug addict. All of these kids got yeah. killed by this, this, you know, this domestic terrorist." It's just like, I, no one is saying you can't be sad about both. Like, it, it why, why are you trying to like one up this tragedy with a bigger tragedy? Like, I, what, what points do you think you're scoring by doing this? Think- it's fucking weird.
1: I I think people just like the uh, adrenaline they get from, like, pissing people off.
0: Yeah, or just Just correcting, in their mind, correcting someone.
1: I I don't want to use, like, you know, those, you know, I I, I don't know what it is, whether it's, like, a a compulsion that people have just, like, you know, I can't let this lie. I have to, I have to. Yeah.
0: It doesn't affect me in any way, um, but still. I simply must uh yeah I'm I must step in I I have to I have to just wade dick first into this uh even though I'm not involved at all So the the other thing I was going to um suggest we we talk about for this episode I think we might have to spread this over a few episodes because it's going to require some consideration but it's an idea that we've we've sort of talked about before in the um in the bona league uh the bona league chat that we're in with the uh, with the other guys um it, uh, the uh the idea of a a ultimate ultimate shit house 11 um that is we we're trying to sort of compile the ultimate football team so a starting 11 so we'll say
1: is it just, just premier league
0: um no, I think all time, I think we can, we can go global with it. Cause okay. there is, I mean, you know, if you look at La Liga, there's this, you know, uh, in, in Syria, you know, there's quite a few legendary shitheads uh, out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, basically we want a, a keeper, four defenders, four midfielders, two strikers and a manager, hmm. um, uh, all time, uh, just horrible shitheads, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in football. Um, Saying it out loud seems a bit <laughs> seems a bit masochistic. I don't know why we're doing this to ourselves. You know, but, well, uh,
1: it's kind of fun to talk about. You know, the the ugly the uh, the absolute the ugly uh, side the, absolute, the ugly
0: side of the beautiful game.
1: Yeah, the beautiful game has its ugly side, and uh, I think we need to uh, you know like they used to on TV shows back in the nineties. You know, compile a list of footballers' bad boys, but it needs upgrade. It needs updating. You know. <laughs>
0: That is true. You don't, what happened? What happened to all the bad boys? You know, I feel like that was, uh, that was a, a rich tradition we had through the 90s and the early 2000s. And uh, you don't hear so much about it anymore. Um, so for today, um, I don't know. Do you want to, I, if we're going to start somewhere, should we, should we start with managers? Is that, is that easier if we start with managers and then we'll, we'll sort of move on to players?
1: Yeah. I've, yeah. I guess, yeah
0: because i got i got a, a few candidates in mind um when it comes to 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 shit house managers um i mean we can't not talk about um and again you know, clearly obviously this is going to be coming all of this is going to be coming from a place of bias i mean you know we're going to be talking about players that have probably played if you're listening to this we're probably going to talk about players that have played for your club at some point or another um and you know whatever, try not to take it personally like a a weird baby. Um, but we're obviously going to have to talk about Jose Mourinho as Arsenal fans. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about, uh, you know, just classic S tier assholes of the modern game. Um, I mean, he's, he's way up the list, isn't he?
1: Yeah. I would probably put him in top three at least.
0: So, um, yeah jose i mean yeah jose's way up there i mean you know you take your pick from uh, from all of his uh, all of his shenanigans um you know from openly slagging off players in the press if uh, if he doesn't get on with them to uh substituting players that have already been sub substit- so subbing on a player and then subbing off that player that he's subbed on uh, later in the match Without them even being like injured or anything, Um, to you know, yeah, goading, goading the press, goading the fans, um, goading referees, playing the victim when it comes to talking about referees and officials. You know, saying that I don't want to get in trouble for it's 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 oddly a kind of a sort of proto. Trumpian tactic yeah. to you know say oh I, the system's rigged I can't I can't talk free I'm being silenced I can't talk freely um, because I'll get in trouble for it.
1: I remember when he was at Inter Milan and he held his hands up like this to signal mm. that he was in chains, so he couldn't.
0: Lawrence is uh, yeah, Lawrence is kind of crossing his wrists um, in a sort of a, a classic uh, kind of shackled fashion. Um it uh yeah so uh, yeah and uh, like i said take your pick from from any of that stuff um yeah boy what a wanker um however i think and i, I can't the example i'm about to give I, I can't really think of anyone that would deserve to be the shit house manager uh the shit house fc manager more than than this is uh, big ron atkinson mm. um Purely, I mean, you know, just <laughs> whatever else you might, you know, he might have done or said or whatever. Just the fact that he he is on record as being a straight up racist. You know, like he was recorded saying uh, the N word when he thought no one was listening. Um, I, be- I believe the exact words were, yeah. Uh, lazy fucking N-words um, was quote was, uh, was he was the quote. referring
1: to Marcel Desailly I think it was yeah. he was he was co-commentating uh, I think it was a Chelsea game or was it a something like that and Champions I League. think yeah,
0: it might have been like a, a Champions League I remember it was on ITV um, and, and supposedly
1: uh, this during half time he had said this I don't know why you would you're, just, you're just a commentator why are you getting so no idea yeah he,
0: obviously, he thought that they you know they you know they were they were off air or whatever and um yeah just casually <laughs> casually dropped an n-bomb and uh yeah uh f- quite rightly uh was fired immediately for, i mean you know this is this is the 90s i think when this happened wasn't it this is like the like the late 90s um i can and- remember
1: maybe it was in the early 2000s maybe when this whole Maybe, thing. yeah.
0: Yeah, so you, you think like how much racist shit was kind of like we how much racist shit we let slide um back then compared to now. Um so yeah, I mean th- this was sort of pretty just you know uh cut and dry immediately just that no nope, fuck off um get out. I mean as we've said before, like if you're if you're properly racist um football isn't for you. Like you're, you're going to have a hard time getting along with football um, just because of like, I, I, yeah, I don't know how else to explain it. I mean, it, it, you know, it, the, the mindset you would have to have would be that uh, the, you're okay with the black players on your team, but the black players on the other guy's team are bad somehow. I don't know. I don't know how you would justify it to yourself. If you're a like a properly racist guy that's into football. Um, it just it yeah it it it's nonsense. Go find something else. We don't want you here. Um, racist racists should go back where they came from, in my opinion. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that includes Ron Atkinson. Uh, so big fucks to big Ron Atkinson. Yeah. So um, you are the uh, you are yeah you are my nominee for the uh, the, the manager of the uh, shit house eleven.
1: I was um, I was I had a contender. For a Tony Pulis, just solely on. Yeah. Um, mostly because of um, his his Stoke team, which just the ugly football. Yeah. And the whole thing with Aaron Ramsey, that whole incident, and his sort of way he said to Wenger's criticism, or he said he could keep his opinions. Just a general kind of, you know, yeah.
0: Yes. I think, um, yeah. That's that's a fair enough point, and and I think Ryan Shawcross would probably not to spoil anything, but yeah, I think when we get to uh, the our uh, uh, kind of our uh, our back four for the uh, shit house eleven, I th- I'm, I would probably guarantee all but guarantee that Ryan Shawcross is going to be in there, isn't he? I mean, again, you know, we're going to be biased be as Arsenal the fans, maybe, but. but- Possibly. Well, no, I, I was actually looking up his his record. His record of uh, seriously injuring players, um, even before he uh, broke Aaron Ramsey's leg, um, it was was pretty amazing. Like I think he, he, there were there were like three or four other players that he'd like seriously injured um, in in tackles even before he got to like the the Aaron Ramsey one. Um, so, I mean, again, to your point. Pulis knew what he was doing. I mean, the fact that, like, you know, Pulis was still playing him. Um,
1: and then they all would say, he's he, not that kind of player. You know, and try yeah. To
0: make- yeah, he's he, not that kind of guy. Despite the fact that, yeah, see, I think he'd, like, he uh, I think he broke Francis Jeffer's ankle, and um, I think he seriously damaged uh, Emmanuel Adebayor's knee and i think there was another player that he like uh, caused like a serious long term injury to um with a, with a bad tackle and again this is all before he ended up breaking aaron Ramsey's leg um so uh, again yeah tony pulis was just like yeah no this is the guy this is the guy that i want to uh, to just go out and injure the fastest player on the other team basically um <laughs> uh, yeah um so so yeah big uh, big fucks to uh, to tony pulis i mean the other thing about tony pulis is I, I was listening to i was listening to to, to the commentary of uh, some match on five live um before the lockdown and um like the 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 co-commentator was tony pulis and uh, he just <laughs> he just does this amazing thing where it's just like, no matter what's going on in the match or what the, like the the commentator could be in the middle of, of describing something or saying something that's going on in the field. And, um, Pulis will just like whatever thought has popped into his head or whatever he's just noticed just that second. Um, he'll just talk over the commentator to, to say it like he'll, he'll just start like blurting out whatever, whatever thought he's, he's just had. um, so it it's it's it just it's really uh, bad radio like it's it's really hard to listen to any matches that he's co-commentating on because he'll just start rambling over the commentator that is telling you what's happening in the match it, it's uh, it's it's amazing the way he manages to do it
1: i just, i just love his commitment to full on track suit it looks like a proper sort of dad at a sunday kids football like PE teacher vibes, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Just yeah, he uh, was he was rocking that angry PE teacher look well before Tim Sherwood, um, yeah.
1: But yeah, I was going to mention a, uh, little mentions Tim Sherwood, uh, maybe uh, I don't know someone like uh, Pardew, Alan Dice, those kind of. Mentions.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think all of those guys you mentioned are. Um, they, yeah, I mean, they're they're, they're dickheads um, in a slightly different way. Um, I think yeah, like you said, we kind of like for 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 something like this, you've got to think about like the managers that are kind of um uh actively um actively kind of full of malice, like you know actively kind of malevolent. Um, and I think yeah, so I I, I think yeah, um, Pulis definitely for the, the the his his style of uh just kind of brutalist anti football, um. I know that I, I'm pretty sure we've got a listener that is a big champion of uh, of of the the yeah. the Pulis way. Um I, I we probably need to have him on at some point just to hear him out but uh, but yeah the, the his his the, the Pulis style of kind of just like we were saying earlier just having you know uh, a bunch of like 6 6 foot plus lads at the back trying to score from a set piece and then just um beating up the other team for 90 minutes. Um, yeah. If you're a fan of one of those teams, it's just, it's got to be difficult to watch every single week. You know, seeing your, you're seeing your team go last on match of the day every single week, unless you get absolutely battered by, you know, one of the teams at the top of the table um, must get pretty old, pretty quickly. I would have thought, because that's the other thing no one talks about with those, those types of managers. You're uh your Pulis's, your Allardyce's, your your neil Warnocks um this whole thing about oh you know they've never never been relegated or whatever um usually they either try and get fired they 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 just get fired or they resign before the team gets relegated you know they 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 can get a team promoted or they can just about survive relegation the first season that they arrive um but they're not they never actually build anything. You know what I mean? Like they're they not, they never actually kind of like do anything with those teams once they've survived relegation to then go on and push for, you know, finishing mid table or even pushing for like a Europa league spot. Um, they just do enough for like a season and a half and then either resign or get fired, get the big payout and then just move on to the, it's, you know, In Atletico Mint's terms, it's a destroy and exit job. (laughs) You know, they kind of, you know, they they make it seem like they're doing uh, the club a favor. Um, But really, all they're doing is just collecting a big payout and leaving when it gets too hard.
1: Yeah, that's, uh, I remember uh, distinctly a Pulis that was kind of after Stoke. I mean, he went from West Brom and he sort of did okay for a bit at West Brom, I think. And then once he well, fed- yeah, it
0: was it was his team that got West Brom relegated. I mean, he wasn't there when they got relegated, but it was all of his players, like it was Darren Moore, whoever that kind of was the manager when they got relegated. But make no mistake, it was all of Pulis's players um, that got them relegated.
1: Yeah, I, I was just going to say, I remember when um, he, he would always do the falling out with the owner because he couldn't give him the money to sign players. It's like, we well, are not like, it's not like you're a big club.
0: And know? also it's like, yeah, like you're, <laughs> you're Tony Pulis. Like you, you sign the exact same type of players every season. <laughs> like you, you're only interested in signing one type of player. So like, what are you, what are you holding out for? Like who, who what do you need more money for? Exactly. Like you, yeah. you can buy all of the fucking, like, all of do- the aging yeah all of the aging like you know six foot four defenders that can't get into you know teams that are maybe one tier higher than you are you know if you can get like you're thinking about like you know like Johnny Evans or whatever like mm. those sorts of players it, it's like yeah like it, it, what else because it's not like you think about the fact that you know they had like they had like Saido Berahino uh, at West Brom and like I, yeah it like he doesn't like, if he has like a, like a sort of pacey creative player, it's just like, I, well, he has no interest in nurturing that talent. Like it, he's not going to, he's not going to do anything. With he's not going to build a team around that player. He's going to build a team around his back four. And it's just like, it, yeah, Pace, it's yeah. like, like you said, it's a very kind of, it's a very convenient exit strategy to fall out with the owner and make yourself seem like the good guy. When in actual fact, you know that the writing's on the wall. You're, you've done all you can do. You're not gonna. You're not gonna keep the team up. So it's time to collect your, you know, two three million pound payout, and then take the next job.
1: I mean, what was it's it was it recently? Was it recently that um, Pardew's eight year contract from Newcastle yeah <laughs> expired today? It, yeah.
0: It, as as of recording, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alan Pardew's eight year, which is insane. I mean, an eight-year contract. That is, why on earth would you offer that? That's nuts. Um, but yeah, yeah, he obviously got the 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 big payout. Would he get like ten million or something? Um, so for that,
1: it's a great way of just making loads of money really, really quickly, isn't it? Just
0: I mentioned it earlier, but yeah, it's like the on Atletico Mints, they have a, like a recurring sketch called the the uh, the British Managers Lunch Club, where it's just. Like all of that, that group of managers, you know, like Pulis, Allardyce, uh, Moyes, um, Pardew, um, Ian Holloway, like all all of those sort of uh, Mark Hughes, all of those like uh, British managers that just kind of swap jobs on a regular basis around like the you know around the Championship and the Premier League. Um, Yeah, they're they're just talking about like you know how much how much money they can get out of each club. You know, and it's, it's a, again, they refer to it as, you know, a destroy and exit job. Um, but it's just, yeah, like they, they just keep the, they just, it just seems like into infinity, they're just going to keep sort of moving around on this weird kind of carousel of, um, taking the same jobs at the same sorts of clubs, because I don't know, I guess the owners, the owners are either friends with them. They probably go to the same cigar shops or whatever the fuck. Um, <laughs> or they're just scared, and they want a manager with a, a "quote unquote" safe reputation. Um, yeah, but I'm kind of glad to see the back of that era of manager. Kind of, you know, I, I, it seems as though the game, thankfully, is moving on um, to, to something more positive. Managers that you know are, are more focused on playing attacking football. You think about, like, you know, at the moment the the teams that are kind of leading the charge for for places in Europe like um like Wolves and and Sheffield United and I, obviously Bournemouth have struggled this season but i mean Eddie Howe i mean it's not that long ago Eddie Howe was being linked with the England job which would be ridiculous but the fact that he's even in the conversation is is kind of cool um so yeah i'm kind of it it, it would be nice to get like a new generation of of kind of you know of uh, of of british managers that aren't just um Aren't just all about like the that kind of Mike Bassett England manager style of management of four four two and whatever.
1: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
0: So I think we should probably, given that it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nearly dark. We should probably get into some cultural appropriation. Ah, uh, there you go. Doesn't it take you back listening to the the cultural appropriation theme? Makes me think of uh, February, the last time we recorded, when everything was okay. Um, god damn, I need a haircut. I I was overdue for a haircut at the start of the lockdown, and now it's just ridiculous. Um like, it's uh, it, especially with like how hot it was last. I mean, I I realize I I sound like uh, the world's oldest man, but god damn, I was so hot last week under all of this uh, under all this bullshit. Um, yeah. Bullshit being my hair anyway uh, cultural appropriation so this is the bit in the show where we uh, yeah we move away from football and we talk about um, things that we like um, that you as the listener might also like if you if you weren't previously aware of it so that you know that's uh, music films uh, tele video games art operas uh, ballet books uh, you know all the all the stuff. So, um, Lawrence, what do you got for us?
1: Uh, I'd like to talk about. What do you want me? Um, I'd like to recommend one of my uh, favorite films. Uh, this is Spinal Tap. I've been rewatching that. Ah,
0: that actually links into my recommendation, but we'll we'll go into that in a minute. Yes, this is Spinal Tap. Yes.
1: Yeah, as far as like I said, they're they're just as real as in a, any, any other band, just because you know they're actors or whatever. But... It's, uh and. I recommend two things, sorry, oh, I've knocked my mic again. I recommend uh, two things at Spinal Tap and this band that I've been listening to called uh, Parcels. I think they're from Australia. And they've kind of become like this, uh, I guess you could say like a kind of daft punk kind of protege, I think. Kind of uh, do like funk and disco stuff. Hmm.
0: Okay. I, uh, I, yeah, I happened to walk past the... Um, the the we were talking about amazon echo earlier yeah i happened to walk past the the one that's that's in in my house here um and it was playing uh, get lucky by by daft punk and um i don't know i'm i'm uh, still not sick of uh, of get, I know a lot of people got sick of get lucky very quickly but uh yeah, that song's still good um so is it's, yeah is, is it that that kind of era of daft punk yeah, that, they, yeah, that the random
1: it? access memories was a bit more um, and it's a bit more upbeat, I guess you could say, because uh, the random access memories was a bit, It was kind of more um, melancholic, I guess mopey. you could say, mopey kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, parcels are a bit more kind of light and upbeat. But they do, that, they do that kind of funk, kind of disco. I don't know what to call it, like disco funk revival stuff. They got a good aesthetic, very seventies, very seventies aesthetic about it all. One of the guys looks like George Harrison. <laughs> That's a always of? a good sign. Yeah. Uh, so yes, yeah, it's, it's one of my bands I like at the moment.
0: That's cool. I, yeah. So I'm since the lockdown, obviously. You know, uh, I mean, it's been four months. Lots of people have passed away. But um, yeah, the, your, your recommendation of Spinal Tap um, is uh, kind of relevant to, to my recommendation for, for a couple of reasons. I mean, firstly, Fred Willard um, is in. Spinal Tap. Um, you know, he pops up in in one scene, and I'm not going to say he almost steals the show because every scene in that film is, um, you know, incredible. You know, every 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 frame of that film is almost laugh out loud funny. But um, Fred Willard, legendary comedy actor. I mean, if you look at his um, IMDb page, I mean, it's his hit rate is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, the the the, the guy just you know to 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 quote uh, to quote a popular meme he don't miss, you know I mean he, he was he was in his eighties and he, he passed away um, last month or the, the month before. But I mean yeah I mean he's in you know he's in Spinal Tap he's in Best in Show he's in A Mighty Wind uh, he's in Waiting for Guffman he's in Anchorman um, and then you look at like you know like the TV shows he's in he's you know everybody loves Raymond um, I think you should leave uh, with Tim Robinson um, just I uh, got a yeah, uh, Roxanne. Uh, he's in, you know, so many, uh, amazing comedy films and it, not just that. I mean, it, it's not like he's, it's not like he just happens to be in all of these like legendary comedy films. He is like, he's hysterical in all of them. Um, you know, he, he's in a bunch of like Tim and Eric sketches, just such a funny, funny guy. um, I recently watched, uh, I'm not gonna recommend this, but I recently watched um the, the Netflix series Space Force, the uh the Steve Carell thing. And there's a lot of problems with that show, but Fred Willard is in a, a couple of episodes, and the episodes that he's in are are the good ones, pretty much. Um but yeah, so yeah, I, I I'm co-signing on on Lawrence's uh recommendation to to watch Spinal Tap um for Fred Willard. And also um Spinal Tap. Uh, directed by Rob Reiner, whose father, Carl Reiner, um, again, as as we were calling this, passed away earlier today. Well, it was announced earlier today anyway. Uh, so Carl Reiner passed away at the age of 98. Um, again, similar to Fred Willard, absolute comedy legend. I mean, he did just about everything. Um, you know, co-created the Dick Van Dyke show. Um, he... Um, uh, sorry, there's a... <laughs> There's a moth flying around. All my shit here. Hang on. (laughs) Um, Yeah, co-created the Dick Van Dyke Show. um, Worked with Mel Brooks on the like the legendary um, 2,000 uh, year old man sketch that they used to do. Um, Directed some of the funniest films uh, ever made. I mean, I'm going to recommend of his of his kind of films that he. I mean, he 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 was famous for working a lot with Steve Martin. So I'm going to recommend The Jerk. which was, uh, yeah, starring Steve Martin, directed by Carl Reiner, Rob Reiner, who directed, uh, Spinal Tap is, is in it, uh, in, in one scene. Um, but yeah, one of the funniest films ever made. And I, I say this as someone that's like, not, I wouldn't define myself as a Steve Martin guy. Um, I know a lot of people really love Steve Martin and I, yeah. I love Steve Martin in certain things, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, the the jerk is just undeniably um one of the the funniest films ever made. It's so, so good. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I, I my recommendation um is that uh, yeah, for in in, in memory of, of Karl Reiner, um check out the the jerk um with Steve Martin or we'll, we'll rewatch it if you've watched it before. And my other recommendation, um I th- I believe I recommended the first season on a previous episode, but the second season of What We Do in the Shadows um, is on, uh, is on Netflix and uh, not on Netflix is on the, the BBC iPlayer. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it's a banger folks. It's, <laughs> it's even better than the first season. And the first season was, was really great. Um, I rewatched the movie again recently, uh, but it's a, uh, yeah, for anyone that is, it's a, a mockumentary about a group of vampires, um, in the movie, it, it's a group of vampires that live in, in Wellington in New Zealand. Um, and it was, you know, it's, uh, co-written and co-directed and co-starring, uh, my close personal friend Taika Waititi, uh, along with Jermaine Clement from Flight of the Concords. Um and it, it, it's very funny. And then the TV series follows uh, another group of vampires that live in Staten Island in New York, um, and it's yeah really funny. The, the second series um, really kind of kicks it up a notch in in terms of the uh, in in terms of bringing the funny. Um, but it, yeah, I mean yeah, Matt Berry is. Uh, just a national treasure. I I think we, we, we must protect Matt Berry at all costs because he is, um, he's got that kind of Phil Hartman quality where his voice is able to make everything funny. Um, so like every line he delivers, you're just kind of expecting to laugh and more often than not you do. Um, so yeah, check out what we do in the Shadow's season two. Um, I, guarantee you will you will get full on belly laughs in more or less every episode um and i think that's oh the other thing i wanted to do um just while we're wrapping things up again at the time of recording um uk time we're hours away from the 30th birthday of uh our uh number one fan and uh uh bona league cohort uh, tom reeves so we want to wish uh Tom a very happy 30th birthday. Um yeah, happy birthday. Don't we,
1: Lawrence? Yeah. Yeah, see birthday, Lawrence. Tom.
0: Lawrence is thrilled. Um I yeah, see. happy birthday Tom. Tom has Tom has sort of uh wrapped up Bona League uh Liverpool style this season. I, mean, I I believe he's he's currently like 150 points ahead or something. Um so I mean fantasy is a bit weird because obviously like mathematically it's still possible for him to be caught but I think we're all pretty much resigned to the fact that he's uh He's top of the tree for this season, so congratulations, Tom! Happy thirtieth birthday! Um, he's currently out in New Zealand, so I believe at the moment it's already his birthday out there. Um, so uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll we'll see you soon, and we'll now that we're recording remotely, it might be a little bit easier to uh, to, to to get you on. Um, we've had him on before in the form of an email, I believe he emailed us, but uh, yeah, happy <laughs> birthday,
1: Tom! Don't have any I more fan mail, just- do we?
0: I don't know I had a quick check we uh, yeah the only emails we've got are like ones um <laughs> asking us to verify our passwords for the various um <laughs> various services that we're using to record this so yeah that's that's pretty much it um Lawrence anything else
1: Uh no just uh keep the faith uh screw the haters and the losers and the trolls uh could be worse I think
0: N- never forget could be worse
1: the it, being an Oscar fan is a hell of a ride.
0: Amen. Yeah. All right. Uh, bye.